This person has made a big impact on our life. Have really learned a lot from her. All right, somebody get me out of here. <laughs> no, we've had our own little counseling in this whole thing. This has been quite the counseling session. <laughs> I hope you've learned a lot. We've definitely benefited from this. <laughs> you we. See Did you see that? Yeah, uh, and I just said we. Love or work. Welcome to the Love or Work podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. And we have an exciting kind of conversation today uh, where we dig into chapters five and six from our book. And we had some friends come and join us and give their take on that book. Hopefully you have been joining us on this journey of reading through the book, having conversations with close friends, or maybe your partner on these topics. Tell everybody about who joined us today. Yeah, so this was the ladies episode, everybody. And Jeff was the only man. Did you feel weird? No, I like these people a lot. And okay. I, you know, I feel comfortable around a lot of women. I have three older sisters. My entire team is women. It's a story of my life. Yeah, you got a lot of women at home. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're used to it, I guess. So today, let me introduce you to these three amazing women. Erica Brown, she is a real estate entrepreneur helping people build wealth. She is one of those go-getters. That woman is constantly inspiring me. Dantoya Thomason, she homeschools, but she is currently pursuing an interior design degree. So she's kind of going after some of her own dreams that she's had and just really giftings. Like she's been doing this for a while just for fun. And now she's really pursuing it for a career. And then Christina Minio. I think you all know her. She's been on our podcast before, but she is currently just killing it here in Atlanta doing home renovations. These women I've just really known personally for a while now and getting to know even more. It's just a joy that to let them just share what they learned, what they read, what they what resonated with them uh, with these chapters. So yeah, I think, I think as you kind of listen in to this conversation. I have a feeling you will resonate with one of them because there's mm -hmm. different perspectives they're all at the table. And they're so different personalities yeah. too. Yeah. But you'll definitely resonate with one of their perspectives and maybe it'll give you a chance to engage your own life and your own relationship and how these principles could connect with you and your partner. Yeah. And I think this is one of the best conversations we've had on this issue in a long time. It felt... Really nice to re-engage this again. Again, I keep telling you guys, it's my first time going back and reading this again. <laughs> so I'm always like, am I going to agree with this again? So it was really fun. But you are going to hear what they disagreed with. You're going to hear what they resonated with. I love asking the disagree question because I think it just makes it more interesting. But I think this is going to be a really learning, helpful I feel like we just interview. keep setting it up. Let's just get to it. All right. Let's just get to it. Here they are. Erica, Dantoya, and Christina. Let's jump right in. We have an amazing group of people in this room, which equals I'm probably not going to talk a lot in this interview, but let's just dig in and hear what these chapters meant for you. So let's start with this quote that Andre wrote. Never-ending seasons of work will lead to unsustainable marriages and family. What did this mean to any and each of you? It's true. For me personally, we had a long season where my husband just worked, 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 went out of town, went out of town. And I think that was a lot of the discord in our marriage because it's just like, 
who are we again besides taking care of these kids and getting people to places? We have this saying, like, I hate when we just become the butler and the maid. Mm. You know, we're around each other doing things because work is more important than the actual family life. How long was that season? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) it just goes. I mean, it, it really, it ebbs and flows. I don't think we're in it right now, but especially... We are from a church background, so for a long time, my husband was a pastor, and people just ain't got no boundaries and no rules Mm -hmm. when it comes to that lifestyle. So I feel like there was several years where I just was like, I think this is what it means to be like a good wife or something, where you just Mm -hmm. have to be here for when he needs you here, and then you go to the thing, you know. Nobody ever stated that. He never said that, but it just felt like you're so busy Mm -hmm. that I guess I just take up the slack a lot of the time. How did you get out of that? Or how do you, like, recognize that, like, maybe this isn't just me being my job as a good wife, yeah. but maybe something actually needs to change? Oh, I think, one, he had a lot of pushback. Is like, nobody's telling you to do this. Like, you know, get out of the pastor's wife thing. Nobody told you to do that. Like, use your voice. So there was a part of me that was like, oh, I think I have to do this, so I did it. But then there was the other part where I also feel like, well, if we both rise up at the same time, then who's going to feed these people and who's going <laughs> to clean the bathroom, you know? So money was attached to what he did. And at that time, I was not making money. So a lot of times you're like, well, yeah, we do have to eat. So I will let this take precedent. But I think after a while, I was just like, there's just has, there's more to life than money. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like we have never been homeless on a box on the side of the road. God will provide. I need some space. And so I think we just started slowly just going, let's try this. You go to Thailand or you go out of town, you go do these things, I'll hold it down and and let's see if everything falls apart. And it never did. So for me, I remember it took a lot of conversations mm-hmm. for me to hear that mm-hmm. uh, before I really understood. I, I see I see some no, physical responses, yeah. right? Like it probably is going to take whoever's not in that season, yeah. right, is going to have to have, it's not just one conversation. It's a series of education or something, how would you advise someone else that is listening that's like, I'm in that and I don't know what to say and I'm not getting through to my partner? Well, just start saying something. And then, like you said, sometimes it's like, well, I need a translator because that didn't go well. I don't know if he doesn't speak English, but like there's times where I'm like, I'm not saying what you think I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm like trapped or, you know, I think when there's like defense because both people are trying to do right by each other to come in and say like, this doesn't work for me can cause defense mechanisms to like go up. So I think a lot of our first issues were just like, I'm not actually saying what you think I'm saying. So I'm like, just first try and then regroup. And go, what's the other way? What do I know about him? What do I know about her? What causes them to listen? You know, maybe I need to take another approach. I'm in this for the long haul. So I'll take as many conversations as I need to get what I need. Erica, what about you? Have you had kind of this idea of like the taking turns mm-hmm. kind of thing with your partner mm-hmm. throughout your, you know, work, love, life type of thing? Or how has it been for y'all? It's so interesting because as I was reading the chapter, I was like, man, I feel like I've been, like, hogging all the seasons. <laughs> I was like, at first, I, like, disagree with, like, the aspect of two people can't pursue their dreams at the same time. Like, I was, like, halfway through, like, no, she's, she's wrong. You know, like, no, like, people can pursue their dreams at the same time. We did it. And then I had to go back and be like, but it didn't work out. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, we were trying to pursue our dreams at the same time and it was not working and it came to a head. And then we were like forced to like get it together or not make it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank God we're still here and we made it. But no, actually didn't work. <laughs> so, yeah, describe that like coming to a head where you realize right. it's not working. Is it not working because your kids are having, pro- you know, you're right. seeing it affect your kids? No. Is it not working for your relationship yes. together? I think it, it wasn't working for our relationship. And it was really interesting because like Dontoya just mentioned, like she had somewhat of a vocabulary to like explain like something's not right. But I don't think we had a vocabulary to explain it. It was just something wasn't right um, until it was, like, very wrong. (laughs) And so in in our relationship. So, yeah, and that was, like, a huge just, like, mountain that we ran into. And then we realized, like, oh, okay. Even now reading it, I feel like I just kind of developed the language for it (laughs) as I was reading it, but it makes sense. So now, post-overcoming the mountain, that's, you know, for us, we try to do things more together, like the book actually talks about. It's interesting. So, yeah, I feel like I've been hogging the seasons, and I'm actually, like, at the end of my season where I'm like, I actually want to— like engage my spouse more and see how I can support their season because I've been hogging it. (laughs) That's real good. Yeah. All right, Christina, my question for you is you have definitely had the experience where a partner is center stage, Mm -hmm. literally on the stage, but center stage all the, for a long time. Yeah. And you met him that way, literally your first time to seeing him was on stage. And you've kind of always a little bit been in the background and support in these other roles. Like, is that a tension for you where you struggle with that and you have that feeling of like, when is it my turn? When do I get to be seen and pursue dreams? Or have you figured out, you know, a balance or a good kind of rhythm with you two? Well, I have a lot to say about this. The first I'd say is, yes, I've often felt like the background because Andy is on stage. So people know him more and they're literally listening to him in their cars. So I was telling a friend the other day, there's not very many places in this country I could go and not be known as Andy Mineo's wife. And that can be very suffocating. There's some countries I can't go to and like not be known as that either. (laughs) It's like there's no way out. (laughs) So I've struggled with that for many years. And a way that's fleshed out in our relationship is one, I decided, I shouldn't say I couldn't, but we decided for me not to hold down a conventional job. If I'm working a regular job, we can't see each other. So I decided to try to find my way in an unconventional way because of his schedule which for many years I struggled with. And I think I'm finally getting to a point that I'm grateful for that and owning that in different ways. But another huge way that impacts us is that we've just decided not to have kids. Both of us are trying to build something separately while being together. And you throw like a crying baby or a kid who needs work with school, like that's not, we're not doing that. (laughs) So in the book, the question was, is it possible like to be together and everybody focus on other things. And I would argue, no, without like some sacrifice somewhere. And for us, that's like delaying having kids. 
because we don't want to have kids and not give them the time that they deserve, but also us and our businesses take a cut too. So I challenge like, can it be done completely? I think even now in our season, like I said, like we like learn like, okay, we definitely aren't going to be like operating on two, what do you call it? The boards? Oh, <laughs> like yeah, the endo boards. Yeah. <laughs> endo boards. But what if it's like, okay, this person is heavy in their season, but this person has a few things they're exploring. I don't subscribe to like, I need to like sit back and you know, just be savage and just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just can't do anything while this person is doing this. You know, I do think it can be like, you know, this person is doing 60%, this person is doing a little bit more. And then also, like, we're at the place now where we are not going to, like, allow household responsibilities and things like that to tear us apart. So it's like, if you don't want to wash the dishes and I don't want to wash the dishes, somebody else needs to wash the dishes. Right. <laughs> okay. If, like, if you feel like you need to come home to a clean house and laundry is a problem and I don't like doing laundry, we're doing laundry service. Like, that's just kind of where we are. We're not going to, like, argue and be divided about, like, small family responsibilities to where we don't have enough energy for one another. So to me, that's like having, like, an abundant mindset. And figuring out, okay, what are some things that maybe we can, like, you know, you know, grind a little bit more to pay for this or cut back in this other way to pay for this. But we're not going to sacrifice, like, our oneness in our relationship because, you know, someone wants to pursue something and other, per- you know, like, we're just going to, like, look at it from a different perspective to make it work for everyone. Yeah, I think when we talk about the two dreams at the same time, a lot of times, you know, the people we're talking about is like, like neither one of them are making any money. And right. so then it's like, mm. well, there are bills. Like there's yes. like, yes. Ba- like somebody, you gotta, has, to pay the somebody bills. has to pay the bills, <laughs> which I think that's like, that's our fear when we meet with so many like young, entrepreneurial, passionate, purpose-filled people that make no money. Yeah. <laughs> like, like well, we've with, been there. Yeah, right. And, and so that's where I think for us, we're like, Someone has to have reliability for the sake of that family structure. And I think that's why for so long I was okay with Adam, like, working. Because even the Jeff Foxworthy story in the book, I'm like, wait, how? Like, I appreciate the struggle together. And then he happens to get to this point. But sometimes you see in relationships, you're like, when's the takeoff? Where's the launch pad? And it's it's just because, you know, there's already tensions and stuff because of money. But if you just kind of let somebody have a long season, but there's no like fruit Mm. that can be seen, it is hard to stay faithful to that plan. That's true. That is so hard to figure out. And that's that's where I think about that season ending thing where you have to be real Mm -hmm. about it and say, like, ultimately, you're not making money like you thought or we thought. Mm -hmm. So, you know, either like we give it a go for like a whole year or two years, whatever, that we're going to like really put in for it. But we have to have like an end where we actually reevaluate and say, okay, this isn't working. So measures of success. Yes. <laughs> Along the way. Right. Right? We've all watched these movies, though, when you're little of like the person, if you just believed in them, they eventually popped off. So yeah. we're all thinking, well, just wait a second. I think it's going to pop just off. Just another year. Yeah. If you just <laughs> believe. Another year. Yeah. But the truth is a lot of times like, well, until then, can you, you need to get right. some coins. Like, the, you know, life's not free. So it is difficult. But I think, like you said, even in the seasons, if you don't end it, adjusting it. Sometimes our thing was like, this is productive. But it's taking up too much of your personality. Like the nice parts of you mm. go to these people 
Or, right? Like, is it beneficial? Yeah, or it's too much yeah. toxicity or whatever. And, like, we're just, everything's around this business struggle. We all feel the vibe. You talked about in the house. Like, the whole family is a part of what's happening in this season. And sometimes I'm just like, I would just rather you not do it, even if it makes money. That's an interesting that's totally point. And I think that's why the word seasons is important. Because I think if I think of seasons, I'm like six months, maybe a year, maybe two years. <laughs> but I'm like, I've been in my season for like seven years. Yeah. And how long was Adam a pastor? Girl. Okay. <laughs> a long time. <laughs> a long time. But I actually said to him, that was one of our big conversations. We talked about this before on this podcast. I just said, I'd rather go to Texas and live with my mom Mm. Us all, all of us. Yeah. You know, like we're never going to be homeless on a box on the side of the road. We we can go do something different if it takes you out of this toxic environment. Mm. Yeah. And that's when you quit pastoring. But it's just like, sometimes you're just like, I just would rather do anything else than this to save our marriage. Right. And sometimes it comes down to that. Do you feel like it's hard? Uh, I mean, in our relationship, I think there was a season it was hard for Andre to actually share her desires, her dreams with me, probably because I was running too hard and not listening and all that kind of stuff. Do you relate with that tension in, in your relationship, any of you? Yes, because I think with Andy in particular, not only does his career make a lot of money, that's something he felt like he was born to do and made to do, and he's good at it. So yeah, in like a so lot of clear cut. Yes. And in all the other measures of success, he's like hitting it off. Except when it's like, I feel suffocated. Mm. So then it becomes like a tension to be managed instead Which of like a that season feels to subjective end. too, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I feel suffocated. Well, there's no like Measure measurable yeah. thing yeah. to that. Whereas like with his job and what he's doing, it's so measurable. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's also what's hard for me too is that all of a sudden it was like, when you feel so suffocated and when you feel so stuck, He's like, what are your dreams? And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's the worst. I'm on the spot. Well, when what? you're ready, talk to me. I'll <laughs> yeah, be ready. Yeah, but if you don't yeah, know yeah. what you're going to do, like, let's go. We've well, had moments like that. I'm like, and the I don't know. Well, that's why you're not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah. the hard part about where Andy's probably coming from, and he's like, man, but if I grind, if I do this, it's visionary. Like, very soon, you know, we'll have the freedom and flexibility, and she could do this. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's like the heart is like to get to this place where my family can just thrive and have this, like, I'm sure it's not to do this for, like, 50 years, you know? Yeah. So um, that's yeah. the hard part, you know? Because it's like you're just fully, for me, I'm, like, fully in this season and engaged and, like, I'm doing this for y'all. What do you mean? Yeah. You're suffocating. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard because yeah, then I, your family falls apart and yeah. then what, right? right. Then and what I think are you for me, left sometimes ahead? it's, like, it's a math equation. I'm like, yeah, you can go be this and eventually it'll come. I'm like... But relationally, the math ain't mathin'. Right. Like, yeah. if you want a wife who wants to sleep with you, who, like, <laughs> there's like, a, a, like, because relationally, there has to be a dynamic right. that gets me to be there for you when you come home. And if you're just gone, or if you're, I have to talk, this, I have to talk to you about this book again. No shade. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> or this album, like, just turn the thing in already. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, you're taking up all the space. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think whether I, that means I want to go pursue a dream or not is not the issue. Are you allowing me to just be a full person in this relationship? Or is this promised land of a family security? And that's a lie. I'm, I'm, let me just say real quick. 
That's And that's a lie. Everybody wants to continue up the ladder. So this one day promised land, I'm going to get here and retire. But how many teeth will we have left? Like, how old will we be? Like, I'm trying to have a real relationship or I don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to wait for that. Right. Christina, you use this word suffocating. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's probably someone listening right now that is that that's the word. But what is that even? What do you mean by that? Uh, I think it's like, you know you feel something and you want to explain it, but you don't have the words. And then every other angle that you think about it in your own head before you discuss it with somebody else, you find ways to shut it down already before you even express it. So you've like stopped your own feelings, but then you guys said it at some point, I forget, but it's like muffled things will explode. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it'll come out the wrong way. So then the other question I have is, is the first responsibility the other person's to identify that feeling? Or is it, in this case, my responsibility to find a way to articulate what I feel so that then we can manage this? Like, As a man, I will say it's all of your responsibility. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, Jeff. Totally kidding. Totally kidding. No, I think it's an no, I think hard it's both question. And. I think yeah. it's both yeah. and too. I think it's both and. Ultimately, if we don't practice using our voice and expressing our needs and desires with the person that is the closest to us, hmm. how are we ever going to do that with real life? Mm-hmm. Like when we're in the workforce, when we're out there trying to make things happen— how are we ever going to do it? Because well, yeah. we can't do it with the one person that we're supposed to trust and believe has our back, right? And so I think there is really good practice in doing it yourself. But then there's a partner that has to see you ultimately, right? Mm-hmm. And that's part of the relationship. It's like if your partner is not seeing you and just seeing their measurable goals— we also have a problem, right? Yeah. yeah. So. It's so hard. It is. It reminds me of a conversation I had with my husband, and it was it was something, and he was, like, feeling, I don't know if he was feeling like I wasn't listening or something, and I was like, well, you didn't say anything. Like, you have to tell me, and I'm a very, like, di- like I, I need to receive feedback directly, and I've tried to do better at, like, looking at cues and clues and, you know, pursuing check-in um, but he was just like I just wanted you to know and and for him it was kind of like he wanted me to just know that what he needed and because that made him feel loved so it was just like man that's that's tricky <laughs> those unsaid expectations yeah, yeah that's are tricky. hard too yeah mm-hmm. and I don't think because I've asked for things like that I don't think with the time I'm asking for you to read my mind but I think I'm asking you to look up and empathy says like mm. look up and see you look kind of sad. You've been quiet. So it's more of like, I'm not asking my husband to be a mind reader, but I'm like, every now and then just look up and empathize. In chapter Mm -hmm. six, you guys talked about asking curious questions Mm -hmm. as a way to engage with your partner. And one thing that I added is a practice Andy and I have started doing is to do nightly affirmations, especially because my love language is words of affirmation. So I think it's similar (laughs) to asking curious questions, like thinking about that person's Mm -hmm. day, how they felt, what they overcame, and being like, yo, I saw you frustrated at this point and you worked really hard on this and it came out really well. And like both of us do that. And I think that's really helped 
me in particular feel more seen. And sometimes, you know, I have no shame. I'll be like, where's my affirmation? Like, <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Get back to me. Like get back. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I love that. That's <laughs> yeah, so good. That's taking what you need right there. <laughs> where's my affirmation? Yeah. And for us, we've like set up, because I'm a person that naturally doesn't do it, we've like set up these rhythms that automatically foster that check-in. So like we work out together. And then after we work out, we're going to walk. And so we got like 20 minutes of time <laughs> to like talk. And it's like 6.30 a.m. So like no children are up, you know, messing with us or whatever. And then they're trying to figure out, okay, we're renovating a house. How can we do this together instead mm-hmm. of, you know, just one person or whatever. So it's been super helpful. I like those different little practices. It's ultimately the same team idea, right? Mm-hmm. Of like just checking in so that you're reminding each other and myself that you're on the same team in that what has been other ways or what have been big moments for you where either it's been uh, there hasn't been a same team and you're like trying to get back to that space like describe something like that for us that has played out for y'all well, I'll say a positive one is not too long ago, we were trying to have that conversation where I'm like, you're not hearing me in this season of what I'm asking for. And it was just not going well. But I saw him like come back to me and go like, almost like I don't 100% understand what you're trying to say. I'm still even a little offended by what you said, but I've cleared my week. Like I've I've cleared off a spot for you to go leave and do the thing that you said that you need to do. You know, in the sense, like I had already said, this would be good for me. So even without understanding, it's like, but you're hurt and you need something. So I don't need to understand the whole lesson to give you the person on my team what they need. Hmm. So I think that's a big, you know, that carries us a long way. I noticed something with Andy and Christina recently. You guys were on tour with a bunch of other, honestly, all dudes, right? Like, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and the tour ended and you left. Like, yeah. just the two of you went away. And I'm going to give you my perspective because I was the outside person. Y'all were out in the ocean talking and it all came out, right? Yeah. And he came back, you don't know this maybe, but he came back and texted me like, it all came out in the ocean, you know, like, what's going on? You know? Help. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I responded, I was like, yeah, that's what should have happened. Yeah. Because it's been all about Team Andy for the last mm-hmm. however many, two months or more. 24 hours a day on the constantly, bus. Constantly. Yeah. But you guys did this incredible practice of stopping and resetting. And I thought that was like, I mean, I know that moment wasn't fun. But what a great example for the rest of us. Thank you. We started doing that after every tour he does, whether I'm on it or not. Because if I'm on it, there's different tensions. If I'm not on it, there's other tensions. So we tried to do like a weekend trip every time because that is really like a clear-cut season that we have to like recover from and regroup from. But another thing that I try to do a lot is... You guys mentioned marriage counseling, but also individual counseling, because my counselor helps me untangle in my head things that I'm perceiving, things that are actually being said, how I feel versus also stuff that's Andy's junk. Like, this is not my responsibility to try to fix and how to better articulate what I need. So after tours, that was big, because usually after tour, it was like, Things were just blowing up at home. And I was like, time out. We need a TV timeout. We need to 
go on the beach somewhere for a weekend and we'll figure it out there. I love that. All right. So you guys read this two chapters. You dug in, came ready. What did you disagree with in these two chapters? Let's get into it. What were you like? I or or you're like, I wish we you would have gone a different direction. Well, one, I was reading the rat story and yeah, I'm stressed. <laughs> I kind of have a um, small mouse issue at my house. And as I was reading it, I like jumped because I thought that like <laughs> something was coming up. My head. <laughs> I was like, why is this in this book right now? <laughs> um, it's so funny. No, I had to say that. <laughs> that was a long, big debate because I was like, that's nasty. This is a nasty story. And he was like, no, we just need to put it in. I was like, people are going to think we're dirty no. and nasty. No, it does. We've got to put it in. Living in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I disagreed. I tried to because, you, you, you know, I was looking to disagree. But I think in reading it, some of the things that you guys do, I, I looked, I was like, for our personalities, I just don't think that would work. Like, we've tried to calendar Mm. so many times in our marriage and it just never works. I mean, we have a calendar now in our kitchen that I, if I hear what's happening, I'll just put it up there. But I think it's always good to have some sort of blueprint or go, this is what works for people that have been married longer than me. But I think what I come away with sometimes is like, you also have to know the personalities in your marriage and adjust to that accordingly. So it's been like a struggle, but I have figured out how to get from Adam what I need so we can plan our lives. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's the creative. We're both creatives. And I actually struggle with that because sometimes like, oh, well, he's a creative. I'm a creative too. I grew up mm -hmm. art, singing, stuff like that. But I also was an office manager, an executive assistant, like for years before I was married. So my brain is like, no, in order for us to be creative, we have to have space or we have to, you know, work this out. But I think in reading the book, I just was like, what you can't do is walk away and go, if I don't do what Andre and Jeff does, you know, this is why we're never going to be at this. And I can do that sometimes. I can take a standard that somebody else has and goes, I read this book. We're doing this, you know. So just trying to leave space for going. I appreciated what they did. I know in history that doesn't always work for you. What does work for you? Mm. And I agree. Like, I would love to do a shared calendar. I live by my calendar. But I'm married to a seven who feels like, if I put it on the calendar and I don't want to do it, it's going to stress me out. It's like all of a <laughs> or, sudden restrictive. Right. Yeah. Or if I know that's coming, I'm going to constantly be thinking about it as it leads up to and it's going to stress me out. So we've just developed like more of a, like a routine. So if we decide to have dinner with someone, we kind of know what days it doesn't need to happen and what days that it does. And then I let them know like two days before, <laughs> you know, so we kind of develop a routine and that works for us. So yeah, definitely trying to be flexible. And then the whiteboard, same mm -hmm. side of the whiteboard. So I think that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like work for us. Yeah. Uh -uh. We need to like go to sleep, like, kind of calm down, pray, wake up, and then probably have sex, and then talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a whole process. I White boys, he's going to be like, what? I'm not the kids. This is not homeschool time. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, I think it may be kind of, like, condescending to him, you know. I so. loved the idea, but I was, then you, like, visualize it, and you're like, no, that wouldn't work for us. But <laughs> I prefer to just, like, don't talk. Just, just write. Because I, then I think I'm better with written word than I am with at times on the fly speaking. So I always feel like after arguments, I'm like, if I would have just thought this through, because I can't go off of emotions or 
Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a wrap for us. So I liked the concept, mm-hmm. but trying to get my husband to sit down and do it, he would be like, girl, bye. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Well, listen, I mean, to be honest, that was somebody That's else's idea. Yes. And we have yes. never, never done, done it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's I've be honest. tried it one time. I thought it would work and it didn't. It's not so much. Because I looked at him like, like you, Erica, and it was like, are you my teacher now? Like, what? Are you teaching me right. from the whiteboard? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Right. But something that does work for us is reset. So we have like this, it's almost like an audible. You could throw it at any time. Because a lot of times if some if an argument happens, it's not, it doesn't even have to do with the other person. We're mm. like tired or someone hasn't eaten or someone's late or whatever, you know? And so we just have this, like, opportunity to say, can we just reset? And then you, then you kind of know, like, okay, we need to start over. And that's, I guess, a little bit of our, like, whiteboard, quote-unquote. So the reset is you sleep, you eat, well, no, sometimes you take verbally, a break. No, sometimes it's verbally, oh, like, like it out loud. hey, Dang let's reset. Okay. And so what that means is I'm putting my guns down. Mm. So, and you putting yours down, if you agree. And then we're going to, like, approach one another with, like, a more softer place to be able to, like, either just restart and don't even have to, like, talk about it or let's talk about it in a less, like, defensive, antagonizing way. Mm. And that seems to work for the small kind of arguments. I think it works. I like that. Andy and I live and die by the calendar. And definitely more me than Andy, but I think he's learned So we both have individual Google calendars and then we share it with each other. But I also have access to his and so I can add things because, you know, that's how life works. And if it's not in the calendar, I don't feel responsibility to help him with it. So if he committed us to something, but it's not in the calendar and he didn't tell me and he's like, oh, I forgot this is happening. If I'm able, I'll help you. But if I'm not, it's not in the calendar. <laughs> my office hours are from 9 to 5. Yeah. No, I got you. I love that. I will say, this wasn't a disagreement, but another thing I thought about was the marriage counseling versus individual. I think I realized, I don't think we do well in marriage counseling mm-hmm. because I think the guns get drawn a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I love individual counseling because then I just see you as a regular person. You're in line with my mom, the work that I need to do, and you and my kids and myself. Like, you know, I'm just trying to put you, it's like even playing field now. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to get healthy so I can respond to you healthily, even if you do something unhealthy. Mm -hmm. It's about my responses. I feel much better working on ourselves individually. Like, you go do your childhood trauma. We can talk about these things. But to try and do it all at once has always been too much for me. You know, we've had, like, good counseling moments, but I think, for me, I just love individual counseling. Two people trying to get healthy and then acting like it when they get together. I agree with that. I can see that, for sure. I mean, we always say, like, a healthy me leads Mm -hmm. to a better we, and so that idea, I mean, resonates really well with that. But I tried it for so long. I was just like, we just need to go to marriage counseling. And we would go, but then I'm like, why is this so awful? I just hate this. So it's about doing what works for you. And then when yeah. he started going individual counseling, and then eventually I did, and doing all kinds of extra little hypno counting, EMDR, I'm like, 
I've not known you long enough for you to be the problem. You know what I mean? It's like, I just have so uh, much life before hmm. you. But like you say, when you start arguing, you're like, this is from a place that like maybe has to do with other things. Mm-hmm. But we are so much tension in the beginning of our marriage. I was like, how am I the issue? Everybody likes me, but you, you know? It's like, <laughs> I know, that's right. So I'm just like, this can't be me, you know? But I thought we should go to counseling. But now I'm like, no. Yeah, we all have our things. We should individually go, and then we're better people to come together. So Every time I read something, it's really not about what the authors say. It's about what I take away, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious for each of you, starting with you, Christina, like, what's something that you're like, I need to talk to Andy about this, or I need need, something that really stuck with you that you need to think more about or, or address in some way? I think how long seasons are. Because I think for me, it's it feels longer than most people. So I'm just like, seasons might be different and they are not going to be one or two years. They might be more. And then when they're longer, they become a tension that needs to be managed. Um, I think for me, just, you know, closing it out, like when after I finish reading, I just come away just thinking, I am in a season where I'm doing more work because it feels like a my season. I'm going to school for interior design. I'm getting jobs, things like that. But I realize, though, I value the love more than the work. Mm. And so I want to be healthy and I want to get mine and do the things that God created me to do, but not at the expense of my relationship. And so I'm going to do these things, but I want to have resets and conversations at any time is because I can get lost. That's, how, that's probably another reason why I felt kind of nervous sometimes. I go into the hole of productivity. And sometimes Adam's like, well, I just really, I'm not trying to get you to stop. I just wanted to see if you would hang out with me once this week. <laughs> you know, so it's just like, I value the love more than the work. And so I, I want to remind myself that everything needs pauses and breaks and phones turned off and stuff like that. Similar to you, definitely, I'm just at a place myself personally where I want the love and the work. And so I am a very hard boundary person. And so I've set up these boundaries to help provide that. And so I I think the takeaway is to just follow up with my husband on just really just talk with him more, ask those curious questions to help really pull out what his dreams are and begin dreaming about how I can support his dreams since my season has been like a lifetime, maybe. (laughs) Um, And then just making sure we're on the same page with like when my season will end and then like protecting, like uh, Christina mentioned, like having those times of break and rest so that love is, love and work is there and not just work. Mm -hmm. Because I really love both. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Y'all are great. Thank you for your time today and for this interview. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for the breakdown. How'd you feel being in that conversation? It was great. I mean, the, these three women are incredible. And I love learning from them. A couple things that really stuck out to me. What's interesting is like each personality approaches this really big tension in life in a different way. I mean, Erica is, she's going after it in her business, like all in right now. Dontoya mm-hmm. is at a process where she's going back to school and really engaged in that. And then Christina, I think where she's at in life is there's a timeline with Andy's career. She doesn't want to, you know, stop that, but she also has dreams of her own. So It's interesting. There's not like some like, this is the solution to the problem. Depending on where you're at in life and what's happening, it's going to change your perspective on these topics. Yeah. And I do love that idea that there's a lot of ebb and flow with 
whatever the season is, you know? And I do love the conversation that we had about like using your voice and starting to like try to talk about like whatever this is, it's just not working. You might not have the language necessarily, but being able to even just say, it's just, this is not working. Can we figure out something else, you know, or this doesn't feel right. I loved that conversation with them and their different personalities Mm -hmm. and how they felt about it. The word, Christina's word of suffocating, like it's a strong word. And if you were to come to me and say that, I would have a lot of emotions in response to that word. But I think it was like, wow, that's a, a visual word. There's a lot in that. And unpacking that, I think is really interesting. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to resonate with that word. And Mm -hmm. so what happens? What do people do on the back end of resonating with that? And, and, you know, we didn't talk a lot about COVID and about these times right now, which I think play even more into that idea of suffocation. I mean, how many people do feel really trapped or stuck in certain situations right now um, due to where we're currently at nationally, you know, constantly changing, evolving. Right. Another thing that Christina said that really connected to me was this tension of whose responsibility is it to bring it to the table, right? And Mm -hmm. that is such a hard question to unpack because honestly, it's both of your responsibilities, right? Like someone has to be communicating. Someone has to be listening. Someone has to ask curious questions. Someone has to communicate answers back. Mm-hmm. That at a core is challenging because some people, yeah. there are some peacemakers in relationships. They don't want to ruffle and, and avoiders. avoiders and, yeah. And they don't, and oftentimes they don't want to make more tension in the household. Right. It's already hard and enough. And the three other and... fights that led to this moment doesn't make it easy. And, you know, mm-hmm. but I will say in, the friends that we have, the people we've talked to over the years, the ones that are proactively willing to engage the hard conversations, there's a greater chance that they will come to resolution, right? Yeah. Or that they will be heard and seen in mm. some way. I don't necessarily think everything has a perfect fix, maybe, right? Or that it will... And, you know, a change might not even be feasible to happen. In a moment or whatever, yeah. Right now, right? I mean, exactly. And I think even having the conversation of like, maybe it doesn't feel right right now. Can we be working towards a change in season? Mm. Right? Like, this can't happen now because you have a job and we need money and whatever. But this is not sustainable for me. So can we be working towards a plan that this changes, right? I think even having, so like letting the expectations of we're going to have this conversation and things are going to change because really that's not going to happen. It's going to be like we said, multiple conversations, but also time to allow something to come out of that and some fruition. I was impressed when Erica was talking about the self-actualization that her season has been lasting for a while. And that yeah. she needs to go to her husband and talk about what his dreams are. And is it maybe mm. his time? I thought that was like yeah. really interesting. Our hope is that someone in the relationship feels a sense of responsibility to talk to the other person and to begin, right? 
Yeah, I mean, I think it could come from two different places. You can feel a sense of responsibility or you can feel a sense of rock bottom. Like, I can't do this anymore, right? Like, there's really, we talk about, like, when change actually really, really happens is you have to feel it. And usually you have to feel the negative effects of it, right? And so until you're really feeling it, and there is some true impact, sometimes that's what it's going to have to take for the conversations to happen. I love this conversation. I'm going to be thinking about it. I feel like this is a Friday we're doing this, and I feel like I'm going to think about it all weekend. All these three ladies just made me think for the rest of the weekend about some hard things. Yeah, these queens, they did it for us. Thanks for joining us. This is another episode of Love or Work. This episode was recorded by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.